You're listening to the Personal Development Through Martial Arts podcast, the podcast where the world's highest personal development experts and martial arts masters come together to empower and inspire you to become your strongest self and live the life that you truly want. Join host Bogdan Rosho, author, public speaker, and the founder of the first personal development through martial arts school in the world in the podcast where you become the hero. We're here with uh, Alexander Vitkin, and I'm very excited to talk about the idea of taking yourself from a freelancer mentality, job, whatever, towards a um, business owner mentality. Uh, Alexander, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Just on a short trip here, but uh, decided that it's definitely worth time to make some time for this interview. Yeah, thank you so much for um, uh, setting some time aside to uh, to talking about this. Um, tell us a bit about yourself, how you started out, and how did you make the shift from freelancer towards business owner, you know, implementing systems, delegating, and doing everything that you need to do to get there? So I actually, when I started, I had just graduated school, and... I thought or I got told that now I am knowledgeable about business because mm-hmm. I studied business mm-hmm. and I have two degrees in business. So then I went into the real world and everyone else was getting jobs and I said, oh, I don't really want to do that because I've been reading all these books about entrepreneurship, thinking grow rich, you know, those types of standard books for our work week, etc. And I thought, actually, I don't want to get a job. And I told people this, and they said, you're fucking crazy. What are you, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You need a job. You need experience. You can't just build a business from day one. And I said, no, 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 no. I studied business. Of course I'm going to build a business. Isn't that what it's for? Isn't that why we studied business? And then I went into business as a consultant because, again, I thought I, was, I knew stuff so I can consult people. And very quickly, I realized that I actually didn't know anything. Mm-hmm. In fact, so there's straight up laughed in my face, most of them. Yeah. So I was pretty good at giving presentations like PowerPoints and whatever, but I, I didn't actually know what I was talking about. And I was pretty much wasting people's times. It's so, funny that a lot of people who attend um, or go to business school and actually end up you know, just working in, in jobs. And I remember my first business mentor saying that when he went to his first year of college, he asked the teachers there, you know, how many businesses are you running? And they were like, I'm not running any businesses. Yeah. And then he just realized that it was a complete waste of time to learn from people who are not actually um, practicing what they preach. Right? Mm. So how did you um, actually, you know, getting that kind of feedback, what did you do after that? What followed after that? Well, what happened was I went to actual business owners and they said, what you're doing is bullshit. However, some of them ended up just probably out of pity paying me a few hundred dollars for some small, small projects. And yeah. very quickly I realized, yeah, I actually don't do anything. It, it, it very, within two months was obvious. But during those two months, now looking back, I learned more than in four years of getting two college degrees in business. Mm-hmm. Two months, four mm-hmm. years. That's huge. I could have saved... So many freaking months. I could have saved just a huge amount of time, productive yeah. time, when I was even younger and more energetic 
And instead I was sitting in a classroom, most honestly, mostly not even paying attention, just passing all the exams, of course, but mostly not paying attention. Yeah. I think uh, the average student pays attention just a few hours in a single day and the rest is kind of just flies by them and they just study for the exams later on. Mm -hmm. So after that, I spent two more years doing that, just trying cold calling, trying email marketing, trying to sell websites, trying to sell SEO, trying to sell explainer videos, trying to sell anything that I can possibly imagine. And at the same time, I was trying to build an SEO blog. At the same time, I was trying to sell stuff on Amazon. Uh, in short, in the first two years, I actually made a loss in my business. I didn't make money. I lost money. Mm -hmm. So then I had to get a job for eight months just to pay back the loan. Uh, yeah, the loan from, well, it doesn't matter from where. But basically, it was also the economic recession. So it was probably... Not a very good time to start a business. Yeah. Most people just didn't have any money, or that's how it seemed to me back then. So then I got a job, eight months, paid back the debt, made a little bit of extra cash because I wasn't spending on anything. I just was piling up the cash. Mm -hmm. And then I said, I'm going to travel, and I want to have some time off. And my boss said, time off? No, this is your first year of, of, of work here. Like, what do you mean? Work two years. Maybe then you'll get some time off. Wow. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, well, I'm out. See you. I booked a plane ticket to Barcelona. I haven't ever been to Barcelona. Just rented a tiny little room. Uh, turned out all my roommates were drug dealers. Uh, I, I don't know. Like, Must have been a fun trip. If we rent a cheap room. Sorry? Must have been a fun trip. Yeah. Well, it wasn't a trip. I stayed there for an extended period of time. So after that, I, I kind of just looked around. Mm -hmm. for a good mm -hmm. six, seven months. And I found mentors. I found mentors who are actually knowledgeable about it, all this stuff. And they said, look, you're, you're okay. I mean, you're not the smartest kid ever, but you're okay. <laughs> so we'll help you a little bit. You know, here's how you actually do stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, here, meet some millionaires, meet some billionaires. And I'm like, oh my God, the co-founder of Twitter shook his hand, you know, whatever. Uh, but it's just inspirational. And then I'm like, wait a second. Everything that I've been doing was just the slow path to success, and it's not actually how the real world works. So then I started getting actual results in business, but still I was mostly a freelancer. So you, you were still coaching people and uh, running their businesses? No, I was ah. not coaching people. No, I was not coaching What, what was your business? I didn't coach anyone until I was six years in business. Okay, so what was your business when, um, when you went to, or after going to Barcelona, what were you doing? As a, as a business? Uh, High-level consulting and freelance work. So high-level uh, recruitment, mm -hmm. recruitment systems, uh, building mar marketing processes, funnels, mm -hmm. dealing with complicated uh, setups of companies and, 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 and just meetings, how to organize meetings, how to make decisions correctly. I was basically, at a certain point, I was uh, like a freelance marketing director for companies. Um, we took companies from two to seven million. We took companies from 400K to 800K and so on. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. So, um, in other words, what you're saying is that in, instead of just wasting time trying to do everything by yourself, it's better to surround yourself by mentors who are already doing uh, what you want to do. Um, how did you get in that circle of mentorship? I emailed people and I asked them and they said, okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
what did you offer in exchange for um for them i offered for my services in exchange i said here's what you can do it's detailed email here's a whole plan here's how to achieve these goals uh i emailed like everyone like i uh, there's an email in inbox of probably half the companies in silicon valley back then probably most of them don't exist anymore uh, and a bunch of companies that I was involved in in other ways that what, whose products I was buying, for example. And then one of them replied. One single person replied after five months, to be honest. So uh, b before that, I was doing mostly online stuff. Before that, I'd never met anyone. It was just online. But after that, it was in person. So it's, it was a huge shift in the way that uh, I was learning and progressing. It sped up the process mm -hmm. by a lot. How many emails did you send? Of course, now there's better, More or less. Sorry, now it's better way of doing things like this like don't, don't do this guys there's no point doing it these days much better ways of doing things right now mm -hmm, mm -hmm. awesome so how did you shift your mentality from um, being a freelancer towards uh, becoming a business owner so at a certain point I decided that okay so what I'm doing now is pretty much selling my time it's freelancing and if I keep doing that, I'm basically building other people's stuff forever. And I'll never have anything for myself. I won't have any assets. I'll just have a little bit of money on a bank account. Hopefully, I can invest a little bit, and it's not even that much. And maybe someday I'll be rich. But what I'm really passionate about is entrepreneurship. And what I re was really passionate about is helping people succeed. So at first, I actually just wanted to do higher-level consulting than that. I want to just upgrade the level of consulting I was doing. So I started a YouTube channel. And mm -hmm. on YouTube, uh, I was talking about just all the stuff that I know, which turns out was quite well, was a decent amount of stuff that I knew that mm -hmm. I've learned over six years. So everyone who was messaging me, uh, I was getting on calls, right? So at a certain point, you can still look it up on my Facebook. I said, I've been doing all these videos. Do you guys, what do you guys actually want from me? Because one of my mentors, he said, he owns a hundred million dollar company. He yeah. asked me, cool, you made some videos. Clap, clap, clap. For two weeks, you made daily videos. I'm very happy. Where's your fucking sales? So the first thing I posted on my Facebook, you can still look it up, is I've been doing yeah. this for two weeks. What do you guys actually want? People told me what they want. They wanted one-on-one -on -one consulting, one-on-one -on -one coaching. So mm -hmm. I got them on calls, made like six, seven, eight thousand dollars $8,000 in a month uh, just selling calls, consulting calls. Um, some of them were business owners, but most of the people who got on calls, they said, I don't own a business. What do I actually do? And I'm like, oh God, no, I don't want to make, I don't want to build a business about coaching, not coaching. Because especially back then, but also now, it was a really dirty industry with very low success rate. Mm -hmm. And it was coaching or info marketing or whatever equaled scam back then. Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I, I really didn't want to do it, but there was such an overwhelming demand. And of course, I know marketing you know, I have a decent level of marketing skills, so I, I had to follow the market. Yeah. So I said, instead of saying this industry is messed up and there's low success rate, we started creating something that actually has high success rate. Mm -hmm. So I knew that my calls had high success rate. Right. We had, we had something like 40% success rate on one-on-one -on -one calls. It was without a system, without anything. It was mostly discovery calls, just relatively cheap coaching mm -hmm. calls. Mm -hmm. uh, so I wanted to turn that into a very high success rate a more scalable business model. So to do that, uh, I added all my clients to a community instead of just doing one on one. I added the community to group, and we standardized the business model. And then eventually, the business model got to a level where it's so valuable and so successful 
and a community got to a level where it's so valuable and successful to its members, that members started inviting their family, friends, everyone. And my little YouTube channel, which is still little, by the way, yeah. people who are watching it are so incredibly targeted, qualified, and awesome that I don't need a big following, right? So to make uh, mid-six figures, I don't need a big following. I can mm -hmm. do it with a small following because most people watching it, they're extremely bought in and interested in getting these types of results in business. So you look at guys like Tal Lopez, et cetera, uh, maybe they have a certain success rate with their clients, yeah. but the primary focus is, of course, you know, it's, it's, it's a business and needs to make as much money as possible early on. Now, honestly, I didn't have the skill to do all that. I didn't have the skill to build a super intricate funnel, spend $60 million on ads and so on. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we did it the other way around, focused first on the results of clients. And instead of me showing money that I have, Mm -hmm. We were talking about the results and the money the that clients. the clients, and this was like, no one was doing this. This was just, no one was actually doing this at all. And I was looking also at really big companies. I was reading books about the founding of Amazon, stuff like that. The primary um, thing that I always found in all the books is the number one thing we're building is trust. And the mm -hmm. more trust there is, the better business performs. So even with small audiences uh, and so on, you can still have a successful business. So then we started getting more and more results, better and better business models, and it evolved to a point where we developed a system which is called the peer-to-peer -peer mentorship system. Because at a certain point, members in the community, they were teaching each other. Now, they started becoming too rich. They made like too many millions of dollars, some of them. So they stopped coaching because no one could relate to them anymore. Right? Okay. A guy who just sold a company for $1.4 million, he's saying, well, you just get investors. You just go to the bank, you don't waste your own money. Uh, you get a bunch of people to work in sales for you. You build a like a, a, a boiler room full of sales guys, close sales, et cetera, et cetera. Guys who just joined, they're like 17-year-old guy straight out of high school. He's like, what are you talking about? I want to have my first sale. So yeah. instead of doing that, instead of doing the super high-level stuff that doesn't make any sense to a beginner, we started taking the members who are in the middle somewhere, mm -hmm. and they started coaching some of our beginners. And then the beginners started getting crazy results. Mm -hmm. So we mm -hmm. had guys actually going from beginner to seven figures themselves. That's and nice. That's really good. Yes. That's really so, good. And so I think it, it took a lot of, uh, a load of the work. It took it from, from you and it empowered um, your students a lot more by them teaching the beginners. They were, they were better at teaching the beginners. Mm -hmm. Like my work, whatever. They were like, it's not about me. They were better at, they spent half an hour a week or an hour a week, they're yeah. better at helping someone who just starts out. I can't relate to some of the problems like like my mother is knocking on my door and I'm trying to get work done. I can't relate to that. It's not yeah. good in my reality. It's hard to understand. Mm -hmm. But for a beginner, it, of course it makes sense. Move out, you know, whatever. Whatever you have to tell the beginner, uh, the intermediate guy knows how to do that. So we built a system, a step-by-step -step system, where uh, the people below always get pulled up by the people above, but also the people above get a lot of value because they become better at what they're doing themselves by teaching. You, your brain starts working better, you become smarter, you become better at understanding what you're actually doing and simplifying things. And at the same time, you're better able to deal with team members and you can build business partnerships inside the mastermind. And there's a lot of status involved with, uh, with guys who are, with guys who are uh, coaching as well, right? So, so this is a community, it's a movement. It's a new education system for entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. It's no longer a top-down education system where some old idiot who's never run a business or ran a business 20 years ago or is an employee in a business, right, 
It's, it's not those guys teaching anymore. It's the guys who are just a little bit ahead of you and can pull you up that little bit so you can get pulled up by the next person, the next person, and so on. Awesome. It's what awesome. you desire. Because not everyone wants to make the million dollars. Some people mm -hmm. want to make just you know $100,000. Some people want to make $5,000 a month. So there's people at all the levels, and uh, we have tr uh, people training at all the levels. And, and it's, it, we're turning into a more and more standardized, better system to the point where it can be a huge movement right now. So what would you say is like uh, the main challenge for um, students who, you know, they're starting their business, maybe they have a level of success, but then they have to um, let go of the mentality that, they, that they're using in order to upgrade their business, right? How do they make the shift from thinking like a freelancer that they need to do everything themselves towards um, orienting, you know, in applying systems to their businesses and processes? Standard process in DBH is you start outsourcing from the bottom up. That means you first take the simple tasks that are easy to hand to outsource. Yes. And once you reach $5,000 a month, you can start doing that. So you're hiring assistants to outsource, for example, lead generation, very simple. So we, we uh, teach them how to do that. That means it's easy to learn how to outsource because you're, they're outsourcing a very simple task. Mm -hmm. Then they outsource a slightly more complicated task. Again, it's a step-by-step -step process, right? Eventually, you can outsource complicated processes like sales because they are good at sales. You need to be good at sales if you want to out outsource sales effectively. But if you tell them from they want to do it, they don't have the recruitment, communication, so on skills to actually do that. So you build it step-by-step. -step. First, you outsource the easy stuff, and then eventually you outsource delivery, sales, and so on. Mm -hmm. So, and as people build more and more automated businesses, they're able to spend more of their actual time on the $1,000 per hour plus tasks. So the guys who are spending time on the $1,000 per hour and plus tasks, or $10,000 per hour tasks in some cases, they end up making much more money. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Investment, mm -hmm. uh, let's say, ROI is much higher than the guys who are doing administrative work. Like yeah, it makes it makes a lot of sense, and you're actually minimizing risk as well because you're giving, you know, you're outsourcing the simple tasks to begin with. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Outsourcing and and entrepreneurs don't want to do the administration, and uh, entrepreneurs do not want to do accounting, and entrepreneurs do not want to do paperwork of any kind. Entrepreneurs do not want to follow up on payments. Entrepreneurs do not want to uh, be stuck in the mud. Uh, trying to make their company uh, super simple processes work. Entrepreneurs want to create new processes and do high-level tasks that make the most money. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. And guys, um, leave a comment below in the comment section and let us know if that sounds good to you. If you're doing everything yourself and you're driving yourself crazy with these, uh, with the paperwork, with you know, generating leads and uh, so on and so forth, let us know if. Um, what Alex was uh, was saying is uh, is enticing to you. Awesome. So let's say that um, I decide to automate my business, right, and apply um, apply these systems. Wouldn't I need to create the procedures be before outsourcing um, the even like the low risk tasks like generating leads? How important is it to have? Um, some some recipes, some procedures already written out. The guys who do it themselves early on in the first $5,000 per month path in their business, the first five to eight weeks, for example, mm -hmm. doing it themselves, once they give it to an assistant, 
they get on a call like this and record the call explaining how they do the task. And then they put the call in a Google Drive mm -hmm. and process is outsourced. Excellent. Not only process mm -hmm. outsourced, but the training of the process outsourced. And that's how it works with all processes. Mm. Yeah, that's actually very quick. Yeah, I was thinking more in terms of writing it down, but yeah, that makes a lot more sense. It's just like... For mm -hmm. most people... Like, I don't, I don't want to write that anything down. Why would I do that if I, I, I can spend 25 minutes on a call? Just before this call, I had a call. I taught someone what it took me um, 10 years to figure out how to outsource uh, using a process. Mm -hmm. So almost anyone can outsource, even relatively complicated tasks. Right. And long-term success from employees and, long, uh, and, and get employees to stay around for a long time. So... We turned that into a, I think it's like a eight or nine step process. Mm -hmm. So I just taught a complete beginner. He's like 19 or 20 years old. I just taught him how to take that process from me in 25 minutes. Why would I need to write anything down? I just recorded our conversation, added to Google Drive. That's it. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. It saves a lot of time. And um, I think it delivers the information a lot more clearly. Cool. So how do you actually, um, you know, um, keep or teach your students to keep their employees? How do we teach uh, students to keep employees? Mm -hmm. The easiest is to have the right hiring process and select for the right personality types that stay long. Have um, so we, for example, we have employees take DISC and Young Typology tests, which help you determine their personality types to a very granular, detailed level. Mm -hmm. so know that, and then you interview them only the top guys, of course, uh, based on their previous experience. You follow a little bit of the top grading method from the book Top Grading. Yeah. You know from their history, if someone quits their job every six months and, tell, and drops everything, disappears, and literally burns the house after they leave the house, you don't want to work with that person, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas if they have a long history of working for a long time for companies, uh, there's a low chance that they're going to leave you, especially if they're 30 plus usually for most tasks and they're very stable they have a family. They don't want to go anything. They're not going to disappear. They're just going to be there, and they want to succeed. And you know, they're they're essentially they're. If you don't mind me being rude a little bit, their kids are shouting, "Feed me, feed me!" You know, like they're going to work. Mm -hmm. So they're mm -hmm. like have like managers or anything like that. Mm -hmm. We mm -hmm. doesn't need a manager. We hired a person who wants to be an entrepreneur. They don't. They can have their side hustle. Everyone I work with has a business. I don't work with employees. I don't work with people who don't want to own a business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. They join, I can tell if they want to own a business. They don't have to own a business when they join. Just by the fact that we select the people who have the entrepreneurial spirit, they will build a business eventually. I've never worked with anyone who hasn't started a business eventually, mm -hmm. even if it originally wasn't their specifically uh, stated plan. That's awesome. So you're actually helping them um, with their business. That's like part of... Um of the deal of working together. And I'm guessing you're no. not afraid that they're uh, going to... It is not It is not a part of the deal when working together. I don't okay. tell them to help them with their business. It's just they naturally, they're, uh, the whole movement is about building a business. So they naturally start a business. And I don't help them necessarily. Mm -hmm. So what usually happens when they do start a business and they need to leave the job? Do they usually leave the job or do they keep both businesses and... Uh, I prefer working with people who have, want to have a side hustle. Mm -hmm. So for uh, if they want to build a really big business and they run out of time, 
there's a process to replace them and they help replacing themselves. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Problem if you work with eight players. Uh, however, if someone does leave, they leave, you know, like I'm not going to stop them. I'm going to say, cool, please build a really big business and, uh, and, uh, you know, give me a testimonial or something that you started here. Yeah. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And stay in the mastermind, like join our mastermind, we'll help you. Cool. So what changed for you when, uh, you went fully into that business owner mentality? What changed in your personal life? Um, I went to the business owner mentality immediately after I failed in business for the first two years. So even if I had, when I had to get the eight uh, month job, I changed into the business owner mentality. So what changed for me was I took full responsibility for everything. I ignored most, most social constructs like email this guy, but not this guy because he's your boss or I don't, I didn't stop caring about all that kind of shit. I just started doing what's right to make the business grow. Mm -hmm. So I gave the hundred percent in all future projects, everything I do, I behaved hundred percent like the business owner and no one ever got angry. No one, I mean like some, some random people who don't really matter, maybe sometimes, but almost no one ever got angry and it, everyone was super happy and everyone wanted me to stay and not leave and keep working with them forever, ever since then. And every, almost every person I ever worked with, like uh, nine out of 10 people, I can still call them, ask them for advice, ask them for a favor, ask them to sleep in their second bedroom, anything I want, I'll get it because I didn't fuck them over when I left. Mm. And then it's clients, not just the, the, the one job that I had as, as an adult. Mm. Nice. Got it. So you can have like this uh, business owner mentality even if you are um, working on a job right now. Mm. Um, what would you say? Are I you do it though. If you want to, what I could have done is um, there's better solutions to this. You do not get a job. Like if you want to be a business owner, do not get a job. If you're in a job right now, mm -hmm. allocate 20 plus hours a week to building a business. The job is not going to teach you anything valuable that you can't learn in a short amount of time in business. Mm -hmm. Allocate at least 20 hours a week when you make one or two sales and you can more or less replace your income with a business or at least even freelancing, get the hell out of a job. A job is a prison for people that makes them placid, weak, and pretty much makes them stuck in where they are. Because you, it's a system to make you addicted to the paycheck. And as you keep getting the paycheck and keep spending the paycheck like a consumer, you are digging a grave and becoming a slave for life. So don't do jobs. Just because I said I learned something and I became uh, an entrepreneur in a job doesn't mean that you should get a job. Anyone listening to this, do not get jobs if you can avoid it. Even freelancing, at least you learn sales, at least you learn how to deal with clients, at least you learn delivery, at least you learn the valuable skills, not just copy-paste work and simple process following mm -hmm. work very little influence on the process. Mm -hmm. Only high level jobs have any influence, uh, allow you any influence on the processes. Only high level jobs allow you to choose what you learn and progress quickly. Cer certain big companies do it well, but most don't do it terribly. So most jobs suck. And even in high level jobs, uh, in, in many, many situations, uh, even if you can get a high level job, like, like, a, let's say becoming a board member or like vice president of whatever in a billionaire company, yeah. even then, I, I would prefer building a business over that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, absolutely. I remember when uh, I quit my job, I I don't know, it was like the colors were different. The air was different. I felt like uh, just escaped from prison or something like that. It's not, it's not worth it. Um, 
Cool. What were you doing exactly back then? Oh, don't, don't, mind. don't ask. Don't ask. Okay. <laughs> I just want to leave that behind me. Um, awesome. So a lot of people are, are afraid of building big businesses or thinking big because um, they think, you know what, if I change or if I change my mentality, my friends are not going to like me anymore. And if people are not going to like me, uh, they're not going to love me anymore, right? Um, do you have to deal with that with, uh, with your clients? And how do they actually, if, if that is the case, like what's the process for them to get over the mentality of, you know what, um, people are going to say, I changed, and I'm going to lose this or that. Get over the fear of success, if you like. Friends are people who support you in what you do. And if they don't, find new friends. Uh, I'll give you friends. Like, there's there's hundreds of people I can connect you with. They're better friends. And your existing friends, give them one or two chances. They don't want to get along with the program. Too bad. Mm. It includes family, by the way. Not that I don't talk to my family or anything anymore. But if I hear negative stuff, I tell them stop it or I won't talk to you more than once a month. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is the way it works. Yeah. I, I remember, I think it was two it, years it, ago. Yeah. It's I about have... having control over your life and control over, like, you can't be stuck in a certain situation in your life where people have too much control over you by the way they think about you. It's, it's not acceptable. It's, that's not a growth mentality. Mm -hmm. It's a low-level uh, survival mentality that guarantees uh, job slavery. So, yeah. It is. It is. Uh, I remember it was two years ago. I paid for um, this business course with this millionaire that came over from, from the States, right? But I forgot it was in the same weekend as my... Uh, my best friend's from high school's uh, wedding. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself, if he's my best friend, he would want me to be happy and he would want me to be successful. So I went to the damn uh, business course. He didn't like it, but you know, that's, that's the truth, right? If they're happy for you, if, if they're really your friends, they will mm -hmm. support you. They're going to be like, you know, screw my wedding. Go and be happy. Mm -hmm. Right? And a lot of people are, are, I think they have a very hard time making choices like this. They, they find it a bit extreme. Mm. Yeah, it's most people just aren't meant to be in business. Mm -hmm. And I mean, anyone listening to this, I'm sure this doesn't apply to you. Otherwise, we'd be even looking this stuff up on the internet or. or yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Right? But mo most people in the world, they're so down deep into the rabbit hole that it's just too late for them to be honest and they can get out of it if you want to make it your life purpose to get people out of it uh good luck it's pretty hard what's mm -hmm. easier is to get people who still are in a positive mindset growth mindset for life they sure. want to work for sure. life they don't want to retire they don't want to like sit in a chair and do nothing forever like the people who actually want to work their ass off um within reason while having a balanced life of course and build something awesome travel the world, have awesome adventures, freedom, whatever you want. Those are the people that, you know, I like to focus on to build businesses. People who just want a cushy job and guaranteed anything, just guarantee doesn't exist. Like mm -hmm. it, it's, it's a complete illusion, right? I, I'm reading, I'm, I, I grew up in Belgium. I, I sometimes just open up the front page of some newspaper online. I don't yeah. really read like what's inside or anything like that. But it's like, oh, in this city, the pension system has collapsed. Yeah. So the cost of this throughout the country over the next three, four years is going to be $10 billion. 
10 billion euros. The country only has 10 million people living there. That's a lot of money. You know, it's a big cost of something collapsing. Yeah. So who's going to, like, eventually, now their taxes are like 55%. Are they going to increase the taxes 60, 70? What are they going to do? Probably. So, so that, that's the system that people are stuck in. And it's, it's, it, it relies on growth. And if it's not growing fast enough, then all, all those so-called safety nets, guarantees, they just disappear immediately. Mm-hmm. So all the safety and all the stuff that people talk about when they talk about jobs, it's pretty much an illusion. Yes, you do get to take the money home after you pay the tax, but you put it on a bank account and it immediately starts devaluating because of inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And if you, if you don't invest in something that you understand, preferably your own business, then there could be a stock market collapse. It could be something that makes you lose the money anyway. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're paying all the taxes so you get health care. I pay $100 per month for my health care. It's mm-hmm. called private health insurance. Never had a problem. Always got paid by them. Never had a problem. Why would I need to pay 55% tax rate? That's why I live in a country where we have a uh, lower tax rate. Mm-hmm. It's perfectly legal. Anyone can do that in, in Europe, for example. I'm from Europe, right? Yeah. So if you're from North America, you have other solutions. So so the, the, the solution is to plug it out of the system and realize that the system is smoke and mirrors. It's, it's, uh, it's never worked in history for a long period of time to, give, to just give people stuff and let some central magical authority control everything. It's never worked. Yeah, I tried it's never worked you know so I, li- I think a lot of the people uh tuning in um are well aware of that you know and that's why that's probably one of the main reasons why they started a business or they're thinking of um uh, switching from freelancing to having their own business however they're kind of stuck to to making the same amount as every year like five years uh, in the past they're just basically doing the same thing because of this fear of you know what do i do will i fail as a business owner um, you know, will I lose some people in my life and so on and so forth? Um, yeah, but the fact is, it's always going to be scarier if you don't take the next step and and keep growing because there is no point where you're just like being the same every year, right? You're either going up or you're going down. That makes sense. Cool. Um. What are you? What are some of the cool things that you're doing now with your life, with your your free time? How are you enjoying? Uh... Um, I I kind of stopped traveling all the time, but I still make little trips. So now I'm in Kiev. Uh, this is a business here, but it's also awesome, sunny. It's 30 degrees Celsius, believe it or not. Yeah. Uh, going to awesome restaurants here. You don't even need to eat inside here because it's it's like one of those countries where you just go to restaurants, spend like ten dollars, you get massive steaks and amazing vegetables and everything yeah uh, and you're actually close by because I'm, I'm in Bucharest right now yeah awesome uh well you should you should, you should visit sometime here I won't be here very long it's a trip uh and, and then there's so many entrepreneurs here because mm-hmm. uh, jo- jobs here uh, you basically have barely any jobs here in terms of uh like security and everything so what they do here is uh they just give you cash I, I talked to some mm-hmm. people who work they just give you cash here so they don't have to actually hire you yeah. Uh, it's all under the table kind of stuff. So may- maybe something similar happens in Romania. I don't really know. But uh, although Romania is European Union, it's probably better, right? So yeah. you have a lot of people here into entrepreneurship. And even though I'm here uh, partially just for fun, I just keep bumping into all these like famous boxers, entrepreneurs, guys yeah. that own telecom companies. I'm not even trying. They're just everywhere. It just this place draws them in. 
because it's a little bit wild west here. It's it's awesome. I think Lomachenko is from uh, Ukraine, right? Uh, who is that? Vasily Lomachenko. He's like the uh, number one boxer right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, uh, my friend is into boxing. That's why I, I, I know some something, but I don't know. Yeah, he absolutely knows about Lomachenko. Great. Um, Alex, what are some of the stuff that you're doing for people who are, you know, more into or have very tough situations? These could be like some of your free content that you're giving out or maybe like some donations that you're giving out. How are you helping people who are not business owners and mm -hmm. who, you know, need a hand? Uh, people are not business owners, check out my YouTube channel. Just type in V-I-T-K-I-N, Alexander Vitkin, mm -hmm. or just my last name into YouTube. There's free content. There's hundreds of videos, hundreds. You could pretty much uh, start a business based on that. Mm -hmm. uh, if, if you don't want to spend too much time and you want to make things go faster and get real help, uh, then uh, you can message me on Facebook, and I'll, I'll try hooking you up with something better than that. Uh, other than that, I also have a free training if you'd like to uh, – we, we actually created a free training where we discuss the five uh, changes that people need to make in their lives to actually build a business. Uh -huh. Just go to my website, bitkin.net, V-I-T-K-I-N.net, and just sign up awesome. and watch the free training. And uh, other than that, uh, if, if you're asking people who are completely not interested in business, I'm, I'm donating to charity about 15% of the money that I make right now. Awesome. So, personally, not not my business, of course. So, um, I'm donating to a cancer charity. I think mm -hmm. they're also involved with um, what's his name again? Like the, the most famous MMA guy. Who's what's his name again? Uh, really McGregor. McGregor. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's involved with this as well. So it's it's a charity in the United States. Uh, I'm donating to those. They help families with cancer. Mm -hmm. um, the, I, I would give you URL, but their website is like it's like this long. So if right. you want to find. <laughs> I, it's pretty. I pretty much. You pretty much have to just message me on Facebook or something like that. No problem, guys. You'll find both links in the uh, description, guys. Um, yes. Both yes. for yes. Alex's uh, website, which I absolutely recommend you check out, especially if you're thinking of um, starting your own business. And uh, I'll post a link for this charity as well. Awesome. Mm, I'm excited about that. About sharing this uh, this stuff. Cool. Um, Alex, thank you so much for, uh, for your time. And I really, really appreciate your, uh, your insights. I love the precision that you're using when you're talking about these concepts. It just goes to show that you really know your stuff. Well, thanks, Bogdan. Really nice uh, being on your channel here. Or where are we right now? What is this? We're one? both on YouTube and on my podcast. Okay, awesome. <laughs> well, uh, most people can't see all my hand gestures there. That that's probably for the best. Yeah, yeah. This was uh, this is very interesting and um, a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun for me talking about this stuff. It's it's definitely useful and it's stuff that will absolutely apply more in my business. Yeah, awesome. Thank you for having me and everyone watching this. Thank you for listening or watching or both. And uh, please build a business. The world needs more entrepreneurs. I agree. I agree. Awesome, guys. Go ahead and check out Alex's uh, website. Let us know in the comment section. Oh, and I almost forgot. Uh, what would you like to ask everyone listening in? If you could, could ask them one question, what would that be? How do we abandon scarcity mentality? So the question that I have is let's, let's abandon the thing where we think 
that we have a magical idea that no one can know because one day we'll build a business. So what I'd like you to do is abandon the idea that you need a business idea completely. It does not exist. Mm. You do not need an idea to start a business. Write down your current best idea to start a business in the comments to prove that you're abandoning this mindset. Once you abandon this mindset that you have a secret little thing in your mind, if only one day you implement it, then you're more likely to start actually working on a something that works. So yeah. post very best business idea. The thing that you didn't want to tell anyone else, even your mother, post it in the comments below. I love that. That's a great challenge. And Gary Vee talks about this a lot, right? Uh, he says, you know, ideas are, are worth, any, worth anything. What matters is the execution of that idea. Awesome. Great question. Okay, guys, uh, let me know. Uh, let us know your answers in the comment section, and I'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Right.